You're listening to the Cup of Joe Morning Show podcast, hosted by Joe Hunter on the Sound of Life at soundoflife.org. Mercy Me, and obviously a pretty good orchestra there. Say I Won't. It's great song there. Bart Millard, loving that. Inspired by a man who is breaking all the uh, standards, you know. I love it. I, sometimes I wonder if doctors tell you, well, you're not going to walk for a year. If they do that just to challenge you to say, watch me, you know. And that's what they did to this particular person who used to be the merch director for Mercy Me, the group. And he got an infection. And he had to lose, I think, his hand or arms somewhere below near the hands and his feet, leg kind of thing. And, uh, man, he has made some kind of comeback. That's what that is all about, realizing that all this time, you know, I've got a rocket inside of me. And here I was doing 35. No disrespect to law enforcement. Okay. 616 it is, so I was out and about a little bit this weekend. Overheard. Yes, overheard. My ears perked up. And someone said, don't be a whiner. I'm getting so fed up with people whining about the price of things. Two fifty for coffee, three fifty for iced tea, four dollars for cake. Any more complaining? I'm gonna stop inviting people over. You didn't see anything. Waking up with a cup of Joe. You make my drive to work so worth having. Thank you for the entertainment, the music, the love. The Cup of Joe Morning Show, the sound of life. I will tell you this, he was rescued. Don't be like Mr. McSorley, 24-year-old, pretty good swimmer, I guess, in Londonderry Island. Well, he's from there. He decided to go swimming in the bay off the Irish coast. The water is uh, a little chilly. No, it's cold, (laughs) okay? He said, I looked over at the lighthouse. I'm swimming along, and I looked over at the lighthouse, and I said, that's my kingdom. And I thought, well, this would be a great way to challenge myself. There's your key mistake right there. Well, by yourself, challenge yourself. Nobody knew where he was, all right? So he got to the lighthouse, celebrated for about 20 minutes, having a grand old time, and he started back. Now, in the meantime, people on the beach discovered his clothes. He, they reported him missing. Nobody knew where he was. They were thinking the worst. They thought, dun, dun, dun. oh, man. Okay, so they sent out a search party. They figured, well, he, something dire's happened or he's lost his marbles. We got to go get him. The water is very cold. Okay, now the thing is, when he's swimming back, he noticed some fins, and he thought, hmm, I forgot to Google to see if this water has any sharks in it, but he thought, well, you know, they must not be hungry or they would have gotten me by now. Turns out the reason they weren't hungry is because they weren't sharks. They were dolphins, a whole pod of dolphins. Now, the rescuers are out looking for this guy. It is 8.30 p.m. They are just about ready to give up. They're looking for a little head bobbing in the water. Almost impossible. They see a pod of sharks, uh, a, pod of, yeah, a pod of dolphins, and they're like, wait a minute, there's a little head there in the middle. They rescued him. They were stunned because the medical experts said, quite frankly, I'm surprised. His body temperature was so low. They said probably at the most 30 more minutes in the water, he, his body would have shut down. That's really about it. The rescue was called a miracle, and uh, they said it's literally beyond us all. It is really incredible. That is pretty neat. A great way to start your day. Go ahead. 
Make my day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. The sound of life. You had all kinds of facts. You know, we got the uh, Monday Mug Day coming up. It's based on today in history. Facts about what happened today, you know. I get all kinds of facts in my position right here. The average American will eat around 35,000 cookies in their lifetime? I had that many last month. Don't tell my doctor. He's wondering why I can't lose 20 pounds. It's kind of the way it is this morning. It's one of those funny things. Yes, Cup of Joe Morning Show Hotline. Good morning. Good morning, Joe. My name's Patrick calling up from Colony, New York. Just want to let you know it's a great honor and privilege to have you guys uh, ride along with me as I go to work. You're welcome. And I think I just missed a call. (laughs) So, anyways, hope you have a great day. God bless. Take care. Bye now. Yep. The Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. I'll get up, do something. The sound of life. I was reading about um, a, a young man whose father was a sheik, a Muslim sheik. And I didn't realize it, but I guess the sheik is the person, kind of like in the Old Testament, the judges. He's over the community, about 700 people in this community. He's the uh, the judge, the overseer, you know, uh, doing weddings, things like that. That's the sheik. And so here you've got this little son, and he said, all my life I would keep saying, Dad, you know, tell me about a religion. Tell me. And he would say, wait till you get older. Wait till you get older, which is true. They have a certain ceremonial thing you go through. By the way, the girls, they don't get that. Okay, moving right along. But he never did know. He never did know about his his faith or anything like that. And he uh, met a girl who was a Christian in college. And he really liked her a lot, but boy, he didn't want to have anything to do. He was taught to hate Christians, but he started studying because he didn't know about his faith. He started studying other religions and he started studying about Jesus and he became a Jesus follower because Jesus filled that hole that was inside of him. And it was an incredible story just to read the joy inside of him, to know that I found it. I've got this. Man, I don't know if we can ever come to know what it, what, it, what it's like to feel like that, plus at the same time realize my family is going to kick me out, and they did. He went back there, and he was they had his bags packed and everything. You're out. They, no, they made no mistake about that. He's out. But uh, the, a mission took him in there, and they got a place for him, you know, and, but he, the, just that feeling. Man, I, I just pray for that for you today to realize man i got jesus in me man and he is never letting go and this is it the sound of life she is back very excited that is blanca by the way a song is even at my worst i'm joe and boy does that bring back memories not sure she's been on the air um for a while it's been uh oh man help me out 15 years maybe she came up she was with the group group one crew from Orlando, and she came up, and of course she was the star of the show, and people recognized that. Felt kind of bad for them because there was a crowd there in Poughkeepsie about the size of a youth group. There just weren't that many people there at all, but boy, were they treated to quite uh, an energetic show. Very humble people, love Jesus, really, because we, we were apologetic. We were like, you know, this is all why we were having dinner after the sound check and stuff, and, and we were like, wow, man. And uh, they were like, hey, it's fine. It's good. It's all good. What a great attitude. That's what counts, right? Yeah, man. Give me a little opportunity to play up Blanca. I've always liked her. It's amazing. She's very talented. I think she married one of the group members. I think so, but don't hold me to that. 
It's a lot better than the story of the woman that found the python crawling out of her toilet in the middle of the night. <laughs> Reaching the heart of the Northeast, the sound of life. What do you think? God put you here in this city in this year for a reason? What reason did he put you here? It's Cup of Joe Morning Show. Good morning. We were put here because we pray for everybody here. I pray for the water. I pray for the children that they are well and always fed, you know, safe from harm and the whole bit. So our day is not idle, Joe. We don't sit in front of a television. We're always doing something, trying to help and um, making a better way, Joe. You are a bright light. Wow. That is amazing. You know, I tell everybody when we were out feeding people that the hours are long, the pay is nil. But the retirement's out of this world. Exactly. A great way to start your day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. I got the news that you don't hear from the news people. That's right. Remember the storm Ida we just had, right? If you were around New York City or had to travel in Westchester or New York, right after that, you certainly remember that. But one of the things you don't hear about that's actually kind of good because it doesn't happen very often. Not that the subways got all cleaned out. I'm sorry. The um, remnants of Hurricane Ida basically wrecked havoc on a particular rodent that is very familiar to New York City. That's right. There were carcasses discovered on several New York beaches and throughout the boroughs. Yeah, I didn't see that on the news. Did you? <laughs> they, uh, experts believe that Ida was responsible for hundreds of thousands of rat deaths. It's likely one of the largest vermin depopulation events, as it is called by the experts, in several decades. Right. So New Yorkers have also pointed out that events like Ida and Superstorm Sandy, that was another one, frequently prompt an uptick in those sightings of those rodents, right, as they're seeking shelter and elevation during the storm. So there you go. Something, see, it kind of takes care of itself eventually. Thank God for that. It's one of the good things that's come out of that. News that you don't hear anywhere else. That's the way, that's the way it is right there. Okay, news that you don't hear oh, anywhere else. I yeah. say cut yes. that out. What's it all about, boy? Elucidate. Waking up with a cup of joe. I can't stop drinking the coffee. I stopped drinking the coffee. I've stopped doing the standing and the walking and the words putting into sentence doing. The sound of life. What a beautiful morning it was a few minutes ago. Not now. It's a few minutes now. It's still still gorgeous. We had a great sunrise. It was just amazing. I knew it was only going to last for a few minutes. We had a shower, so the water was still dripping off the edge of the roof, and the sun came out, and we had just the right amount of clouds to make an incredible sunrise. I have to say, I, I really love these days when you hear Russ Murley say, it's going to be unusually warm, like tomorrow. It's going to be, some of us, it's going to be upper 80. Okay? But I love it. I just really love it, and it's because it makes me homesick. Because growing up in North Carolina, it was very you, that was that was a normal day, you know. And so the leaves are starting to change, and you feel that. I was thinking about this yesterday. You just kind of sense that fall in the air. I don't know what it is. Um, maybe it's something that you know animals can kind of sense when certain things have storms coming, things like that, you know. But I'm going to post for you the um, map. The fall foliage cover map, fall foliage prediction map. Okay, this is a prediction. Of course, 
been doing that for a few years, you know. <laughs> it's pretty regular. And right now where we stand, we're the 14th right now. September, I have to slide my, I've got a scale. I have to slide over, ooh, quite a bit more here around our area. Of course, some people have already noticed and taken a photograph. I think they were in the Adirondacks. Uh, high peaks in the Adirondacks uh, getting going right here. I mean, it's patchy. You know, um, and uh, even around our area, it's just starting. Where you'll see a tree uh, leaf or two, you'll notice. You're just starting to notice, which is pretty cool. But there's a lot of places in the country, like in the Rockies, all of a lot huge amounts of areas there uh, uh, that borderline the Rockies. And then the northern, uh, I should say, northern states, Wisconsin, Michigan, up near the Canadian border, you know. Places like that. So uh, it's. I think this is really an exciting time. And the map is cool because you just slide the, figure out, you have to look at the date on the bottom and you slide the scale across and it changes the map and it shows you where it is. Not that you couldn't just go outside and take a look and go, oh, yeah, I see. The sound of life. Man, I tell you, Tim Gustafson, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, does uh, wonderful Bible teaching uh, devotionals and stuff like that. It's pretty cool. I did not know he grew up in Ghana, but he was relating a time when a Friday was a neat day because Friday was market day in a rural town of Ghana where he grew up. He said, he said, all those years, I still recall one particular vendor and you will too. After this, her fingers and toes are eroded by leprosy. She would crouch on her mat, scoop her produce with a hollowed-out gourd. A lot of people avoided her. Tim said, my mom made it a point to buy from her regularly. I saw her only on the market days. Then she would disappear outside of town. She lived on the outside of town. Okay. Do you know that in the time of the ancient Israelites, diseases like leprosy meant living outside the camp? Those words are a quote from Leviticus. It was a forlorn existence to be sure, but the law said of such people they must live alone. That's what it says. It's in the Bible. Outside the camp was also where the carcasses of the sacrificial bulls were burned. Outside the camp was not where you wanted to be. See, this harsh reality breathes life into the statement about Jesus in Hebrews, in the Bible, in Hebrews chapter 13. Let us then go to him outside the camp, bearing the disgrace he bore. See, Jesus was crucified outside the gates of Jerusalem. A significant point when you study the Hebrew sacrificial system. Obviously, we all, I mean, let's admit it, we all want to be popular, to be honored, to live comfortable lives. God calls us to go where? Outside the camp. You're right, kids. (laughs) You got it. That's where the disgrace is. Yeah, that's where you find the vendor with leprosy. That's where you find people the world has rejected. That's where you find Jesus. Thanks, Tim. Appreciate that very much. Thank you, Jesus, that you don't show any favoritism. Thank you for going outside the camp for me. Amen. Waking up with a cup of joe. Good morning. Good morning. Rise and shine. The sound of life. So I might as well. It's Taco Tuesday. 
doesn't love tacos. <laughs> well, are, that's a cultural thing. I'm sure if you come from Europe or someplace here, you go, what is the fascination with tacos? You know, because you get to make it up. I guess. I don't know. And they're pretty tasty. Well, the news on the street this morning is that Taco Bell is trying a subscription service. Be interesting to know what you think about this if you're a taco aficionado. Always a quick place to go when you don't know what to eat, I would think. You know, some people do it like Tuesday. It's Taco Tuesday. You got to do that, right? And uh, you just go by and, like, if you're like my son... Just get a handful, load up a basket of tacos, you know, and stuff. Now, the subscription service, uh, you get one a day, but you can get one of the hard, uh, you know, they got the crunchy, the soft, they got the spicy, they got the Doritos Locos taco. So you get one a day. So obviously they're thinking, okay, if it gets you in there because you got a, you know, you've already paid for it, if you will, then you'll get a couple more or something or bring somebody else or whatever, you know. That's what they're thinking. I, myself, I kind of like the Panera Bread idea of the coffee or tea. You get a, I think it's for eight ninety nine a month, and you get all the coffee and tea that you could drink. I mean, you know, if you, especially if you were like worked in the city and it was, you know, you went out and you take your lunch break and it's right down the street. Boom! You come right by there in the morning. You stop. That would be ideal right there. You know, tacos. I don't know. Taco Tuesday. Now the thing is, I'm thinking. If they would, and of course, in my laziness, I would think this. If you included delivery with that. Got that, that right. <laughs> Two more, Hattie. Yep. A great way to start your day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. Oh, you look like a man who could use more coffee. The Sound of Life. I was thinking about Lewis, blinded by an accident when he was three. Blinded by an accident at three. He was educated at the National Institute for the Blind youth that was in Paris and he ended up developing now just I mean this is genius really he developed a, the raised dot code that enabled blind people to read and write to this day it is the system used of course his name is Lewis Braille and that Braille system has been in use ever since and it's been adopted globally wonder if he thought that that system that I created you know Think about that. Would you do that voluntarily? Would you cover your eyes, be blind voluntarily? I don't know if I'd ever do it. I, don't, I, I really don't. You think about things like that. I don't know if I would ever do it. One of the neatest things that somebody has come along with and thought of, and it makes you think, why didn't we do this before? Braille's been around for a while, right? The idea is if you're giving a birthday cake to someone who is blind, have them, <laughs> I could just see calling up the shop now. Can you make that message in Braille? You know, but they do do that. I'm not, I'm not funny. They, uh, they make the happy birthday message and whatever. You know, we love you in Braille. And blind people are just absolutely astounded. Of course, when they are able to feel the Braille message, that just means everything. Awesome. It is. A great way to start your day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. I was checking out some uh, facts about Norm McDonald. You know, who passed away a couple of days ago. Turns out he'd been battling type of cancer for about nine years, but again, didn't want people to know about it or be affected by it or anything like that. He's famous for his deadpan humor. And when I saw the name, I thought, did I know who that is? And then I saw a clip of him. And a lot of people are weighing in on that. A lot of uh, great people are um, weighing in on working with him and his humor and stuff. 
Um, best known for doing a skit on Saturday Night Live. He did the news anchor thing for a while. I guess he was from Canada, and uh, people really liked working with him. Um, and it's very interesting, <laughs> him. Um, and I wanted to share a little bit of something that um, he was saying, but I can't. I, I have to. I'm going to have to look it up. Be honest with you. I'm going to have to. Uh, I'm, I'm. I'm not ready. I'm just not ready. And so uh, I. I w- but I will be um, a little bit later on. And so I hope that if you have a presentation today. You will be better prepared than I am right now, okay? So whatever you do, don't get there and then think, well, I'll get a cup of coffee and then I'll get prepared before that because something is going to happen. And there's your lesson right there. Your daily dose of encouragement. I've got a smile on my face and a twinkle in my eye. The Cup of Joe Morning Show, the sound of life. So I was talking about Norm MacDonald before, and it took me a few minutes when I saw the news that he had died that, uh, you know, figure out who he was and stuff. Famous for Saturday Night Live, probably most. And his deadpan humor, been around for a while. It was actually on Star Search back in the day. He came out of Canada doing stand-up comedy. And, the, the, boy, the people on Star Search. But a lot of people had been on social media uh, expressing how they much how much they liked him and things and showing clips. Maybe he was on their TV show or something like that. And so um, did a little research on him. Unfortunately... You know what happened to him? And maybe this applies to you. And I'll give you an answer for it because they're people. You don't have to wait till they change the laws, really. I guess he went to Atlantic City and he just won like six figures. And that did it right there. And he couldn't stop gambling. And he did online. And he would play poker online. He said, I played 20 hands at once at one time. And he said, thankfully, they changed the law on that. He said, literally saved my life. So it's very interesting. He needs the nyatc.org, right? New York, um, uh, Albany, New York, Albany, New York, sorry, NYA Adult and Teen Challenge, nyatc.org. Wow. But Norm did say something very funny that was typical of his humor, which I will share with you. He said, I'm thankful for women. I think women are more intelligent than men. Also, without women, I mean, there'd be no cookies. The Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. Pop some bacon on a biscuit and let's go. We're burning daylight. The Sound of Life. Uh, Very important if you're Hebrew. Um, Not so much now, but I'll explain that later on. But if you lived before Jesus' cross, then today was very important. A day of atonement. It is. And you probably know that, especially if you're around New York City. Of course, Yom Kippur is what it's called there, found in Leviticus about what was to happen on that Day of Atonement. First of all, you got the chief priest, the only one who could go into the special place, okay? Special washings, special clothing, and then he would go into that one special room known as the Holy of Holies. That's where the Ark of the Covenant was. It was behind a veil. You'll read that. Don't think about a veil that you pull over your bride, no. This was a very thick, it was a wall, basically, as thick as any wall, and made out of fabric. And that was it. And then he, of course, sprinkled the blood to atone uh, for the sins of Israel for a year. And as God said, there's life in the blood to make atonement for the soul. Of course, Jesus became our lamb, perfect lamb, and shed his blood for a new covenant. 
okay? And now he is our high priest, and he sat down at the right hand. There was no seat in uh, the Holy of Holies, you know, and, and wherever the priests were. They, 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 no, there was too much work to be done. Jesus said it's finished, and he sat down at the right hand of the Father. So the veil was ripped during his crucifixion, and it opened it up to all of us right here. Uh, if you're talking to someone who is Jewish, or if you are Jewish, you may want to say, well, God has always provided a way for the atonement of sins. He would never leave you without a way for your sins to be forgiven. So where is the, the tabernacle? Where's the temple? The Holy of Holies that was all destroyed. So that blood sacrifice, where, where is that? No, it's in your new covenant, in your high priest of the Lamb of God. So I thought that was pretty cool. So it is Yom Kippur. The Sound of Life. Uh, so back at the end of August, I was talking to Danny Huerta, Dr. Danny, I call him. He's at Focus on the Family, and he heads up the department there, by the way, which you can access Focus on the Family and get a counseling call. Um, absolutely no charge anytime you want. 1-800-A-FAMILY. That's it. 1-800-THE-LETTER-A-FAMILY. Uh, New York City schools are back going again. A lot different than your schools, I'm sure, of that, just because of the number of kids there. But uh, I said, wow, <laughs> you know, very restrictive. Mask and, and eat outside and no parties and not much interaction, you know, distancing, things like that. So um, I, I really pray that things are going okay in your school as well, too. Kind of the question today, how's school going? And I wanted you to hear a part of Dr. Danny. I asked him questions about how can we help with the uncertainty and anxiety, how can parents be intentional, children sending the children to school for the first time, what's your advice, things like that. That is all found on the interview that I did with him, found on the Cup of Joe podcast. And I wanted to ask, though, Dr. Danny Huerta, folks on the family there, uh, there's something new, something you can get in on, right, at, that's at Focus on the Family that's pretty cool. What is it? One thing that I have, we have there at Focus on the Family that we've created for dads specifically, but granddads mm. and, and grandmas and, and moms can also use it. It's a one-win-a-day challenge. You can go to FocusOnTheFamily.com, Dad Wins, and, and sign up for 30 days of texts coming your way. Uh, you'll get a text a day, and it's a, a one win, one win that you can have as a parent. And if you're working on those things and growing as a parent, you're going to build well in your child, and you're going to navigate your relationship well. But it begins with you growing as a parent, and that one win a day is a way to come alongside of you so that you can win. And uh, it's a good way to start the school year. Reaching the heart of the Northeast, the sound of life. It is 8.13 here on the Kepa Joe Morning Show. <laughs> We've got Joe on the line there. His wife is, like, threatening me if I put him on the air. But he's doing all right, man. What you got? He's a big part. Her mother was <laughs> a was an icon when she was alive. She lived to be 105 months. And that lady prayed morning, noon, and night. Her daughter prays morning, noon, and night. Mm. And she picked the right partner. We do the same. Because there's a lot of um, things going on out there, Joe. And uh, if everybody got on their knees for five minutes, mm. I think it would change a lot of things. Amen. All right. The Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. Oh, you're a smooth talker. You are. You are. The Sound of Life. It's a very cool story here. 
uh, about one small act of kindness, and it has the power to change someone's entire life. And you would all say, yeah, I believe that. What if I told you that it was a little girl, and she really had no idea what she was doing? She was just saying a card that said thank you. I mean, I doubt an adult would have, nobody would have realized what happened in this. And I believe it's a perfect example of God working in an amazing way. You've got a World War II veteran. He's been through more than many of us could imagine. He received a kind letter from a nine-year-old thanking him for his service. And it really touched him. It meant the world to him. I mean, this guy was still serving. His name is Frank, Frank Grassberger. He's still serving in 09. I couldn't believe it. He got the letter. He was so moved by her words that he and his wife, Dolores, tried to find out who she was so they could express their gratitude. But I, I can understand this privacy reason. The little girl's school was not able to give them her contact information. However, they said, but we could give her a thank you letter that you wrote to her. That was better than nothing. So that's what they did. And that's why for the past 12 years, Frank and his family have been searching for this girl who is now growing up well he's now in a nursing home and a senior residence is what they call it and he's looking he asked for outside help and he got it and they found her on social media she's 21 years old her name is Deshauna and uh they, they when they reached out to her on Facebook uh Deshauna said I just started crying I had to go tell my mom turns out that Frank's thank you note had reached her and left a lasting impact. She's in the third grade when she sent off her letter, along with everyone else in the class. It ended up changing the course of her life. She's now serving in the Army National Guard. Told you they couldn't make up this story. It's amazing. Frank had no idea that his Jill, the person he went to to help, his, his pen pal, uh, Deshauna, he had no idea that she was coming to visit him with flowers to thank him until she walked in the room and introduced herself. And to say that he was shocked would be an understatement. I'm sure it took him a few minutes, as it would anyone, for his mind to process what was actually happening. And he said, I love you so much. I really do. Honest to God, thank you so much for being here. He includes many moments in his life as miracles where he made it through the Battle of the Bulge. If you don't know what that is, kids, look that up, okay? He survived three heart attacks. And he said, and now I meet the girl that signed me the letter, and that is a real miracle. Waking up with a cup of joe. I can't imagine traveling to school every day without it. It helps me um, in my prayer over our school and our students and teachers. So thank you for all that you do. The Sound of Life. Well, today, Yom Kippur. That is the Day of Atonement. Do you realize that? It's found in Leviticus. It's all laid out there how the Hebrews were to be atoned for their sin through a blood sacrifice. You had the chief priest of Israel. He had to have special washings, a change of clothes, and then he would go into a special room that nobody was allowed in except him one time of the year. It's called the Holy of Holies. That's where the Ark of the Covenant was. It was hidden behind a veil, not like the kind that's over your bride. This thing was thick, inches thick. 
from what I understand, made out of a fabric. So it's very thick. That's important. Uh, and he would sprinkle special blood to atone for Israel. The, it was all laid out in the Bible in Leviticus there. There is life in the blood to make an atonement for the soul. God always used the blood. Now, fast forward to Jesus on the cross, okay, prophesied in the Old Testament, fulfilled in the New Testament as the Lamb of God, all right? And so his blood from the perfect person was there for us. Now we start a new covenant. Sins are forgiven for all time. And the veil in that separated the Holy of Holies from everybody else was ripped in two, signifying that God has said, through my son's blood, you now come into the Holy of Holies. Very significant. Absolutely incredible. So it's amazing. So now Jesus is our chief priest. It's pretty cool. Maybe Jewish people don't quite understand that because they've been taught not to believe uh, Jesus. But here's the thing. God has always provided a way of salvation from your sins through a blood sacrifice. It was in the temple. There's no more temple. There's no more blood sacrifice. What do you do? You need to know that you're forgiven for your sins. This is very important. Well, it's Jesus. It's the only thing that makes sense, really. Jesus' blood started the new covenant. Rest in that. Check it out. The Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. You're as funny as a cry for help. The sound of life. So a couple of days ago, oh, we were treated to that spectacle, if you keep up with New York City news, and it's hard not to around here, with the Met Gala, gala, whatever it is, fashion show, whatever. It's a big fundraiser, and it's $35,000 a plate, whatever it is. Anyway, everybody shows up, and they get tons of publicity because of they try to outdo each other with their costumes, their outfits, or whatever you want to say. And it gets everybody talking, and that's the whole idea behind it, truthfully. But I think sometimes it sets a, 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 a tone for fashion. You know, and maybe you're like me. You're thinking, well, you know, fashion is way out there, way, way out there. It's very expensive. It's for people that I would never relate to. It, they're in their own world, all that. You know, everybody knows about the fashion industry in New York City. But I was reminded yesterday, and I'll remind you this morning, that not so fast. Along comes, of all things, Amanda who is in the fashion industry. She looks like she's 12, and she may very well be. It doesn't matter. But she is incredibly smart. And she said, I realized we had a lot of leftover product. I mean, I did. Everybody does. She got in touch with people. They've got stuff all over the place. What are they going to do with it? So... Here's what she does. That's how I built my first website. And then I really just started to hustle. Like I learned how to network at an early age and I just went around to networking events and industry events and started telling my story and telling people what I wanted to do. Yeah. And then designers started to donate their stuff to me. They donated extra merchandise. And today I work with dozens of designers who are donating Clothes, shoes, handbags from Rebecca Minkoff, Amanda Uprichard, Goriana. They're wow. just donating their extra merchandise to us to support us. And then we sell it up to 98% off the retail price on our website for people around the world to buy items. Wow. And we use the proceeds to help local underprivileged kids in New York. A great way to start your day. Go ahead. Make my day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. The sound of life.
Fred Walker and gospel song. I say there ain't nothing like a wake-up song. Is that true love or not? I mean, really, is it? I don't know. You have to tell me. You know, this is for the person that's still sleeping. It's better than an alarm clock, right? If they're still sleeping and you just put it right beside their head. Not too loud at first, right? Morning I wake up. Yeah. And grab my smiley face cup yeah. and say a little prayer for Woo. you mm, forever and ever. Good morning. <laughs> the Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. You might as well get up do something. The Sound of Life. I just want to recognize a pastor in South Korea who passed away. I think that's a good thing to do. He was 85, had uh, health problems for at least a year, I believe. But um, you may recognize his name, Pastor David Cho. He uh, is the founder of uh, what would be described as a mega church, no doubt about it. But it's interesting how it came about. I mean, if you look at the end result, the books he's written, missionaries sent out of the church in South Korea there. Um, how many people? 750,000 people in this church. It's true. 500 locations. He believed very bigly preached, is that even a word, preached uh, cell groups, you know. I think he was on to something there. But I think it's amazing because I, in looking at his life, I think God just picked somebody to do what he wanted to do. It's interesting how God works around the world. He's showing us things. He just picked this kid who was born into a Buddhist family in 1936, grew up during the Korean War, he was a teenager, and he got sick. He had tuberculosis. You may know what that's like to be really, really sick. And he said, God healed me. It was miraculous. He would know. I mean, you would know if that's happened to you. And he went into full-time ministry, and he graduated from uh, the college, Full Gospel College, planted a tent church in Seoul, South Korea, you know? It's like a, a turtle on top of a fence post. You ever seen that? And you know that turtle didn't get there by himself. You know this church grew like that. Because he had nothing to do with this. That was totally a God thing. So I think it's, it's, it's fascinating what God shows you around the world. Uh, like in China. I said they have over 200 million Christians in China, and they don't even have churches. They're tearing down the churches in China. Reaching the heart of the Northeast, the sound of life. Now we have tourists in space. I, I mean, bona fide, not scientists. You know, I mean, they're, they're like you and me. They just paid, and they put the suit on, and hopefully they learned a few things. I would imagine you would have to to be able to go into space. I wouldn't want to just get in that thing. You know, and, and take off. But the question is, would you do that? Now that we have, you know, you don't have to be a test pilot anymore or a scientist or whatever. Would you go into space? That is the issue there. Yes, I called the Cup of Joe hotline. Yes, sir. What do you think? Yes, I would. Really? Oh, absolutely, yes, in a heartbeat. Why? I, I, think, I think it would be just awesome to see God's creation from up there. Look down here on Earth, you know, and a little bit closer to whatever other planet you go to, you know, if you go by the moon or something like that. I think it would just be a fantastic voyage. <laughs> it really would, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it would. Yep. I would have no fear of it. No. Would you go to Mars? Sure. They wanted me to. Really? <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like that, John. 
you know, I'll have to tell you I'm nuts. But, yeah, I would do it. Yes, I would. So, like, if one day you're missing, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> I might be on Mars for all I know. I don't have cell service there. The Sound of Life. How'd you like to be a marathoner? You're from Ethiopia, where they have some really good marathoners there. Your name is Derrera. And uh, so you run the Vienna Marathon. You're 24 years old. You cross the line by three seconds. And then you're told that you've been disqualified because the soles of your shoes are one centimeter thicker than the maximum of four centimeters allowed. <laughs> and and it's like, well, rules are rules. You know, they, they, they said we can't be over four centimeters and you're five centimeters. Reaching the heart of the Northeast, the sound of life. What's the best and the worst that's happened to you this week? All right. Yes, Cup of Joe Morning Show Hotline. Good morning. One of the best things was I got my new car. Really? That's you. <laughs> that I was waiting for. Wow, that's Although, big time. A very close second was we had dinner with my daughter and husband. So that's right. a very close second of the best of. Better be careful. Um, <laughs> and worst, oh, we did get bad news about a friend of ours diagnosed with a illness. So maybe. That was the worst of. <laughs> yeah, that happens. Yeah, well, we'll pray for them and uh, rejoice you. with you. That's always good. Wow, that's, a, that's <laughs> that kind of makes up. That was a banner week. That's great. <laughs> it wasn't a bad week, right? Exactly. A great way to start your day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. Look, I'm a frequent coffee drinker. I'm part of the club. I have a card. The sound of life. Now, I got a little story for you. Listen up. It's really, really kind of cool. All right, I'm loving these. And this is World War II. The village vicar couldn't sleep. As World War II raged, he told a small group of American soldiers that they couldn't bury their fallen comrade inside the fifth cemetery to his church. Only burials for church members were allowed. So the men buried their beloved friend just outside the fence. Well, the next morning, however, the soldiers couldn't find the grave. What happened? The grave's gone. And the vicar said, oh, it's still there. And they were all looking at him confused. What? He said, I regretted telling you no. So last night I got up and I moved the fence. Isn't that cool? Sometimes God moves the fence, doesn't he? He was explaining to the children of Israel, as he called them, through his prophet Isaiah, that don't dwell on the past. I'm doing a new thing. He, you know, And so we should realize that God is our source of hope during doubts and battles. He said, I provide water in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Drink to my people, my chosen people. That's what I provide. And of course, now we are part of that chosen people through the new covenant blood of Jesus. So really cool. May you have a refreshed vision today. Merciful God, thank you for providing fresh perspective for our lives in you. Please refresh our sight to see new ground, to walk with you. Amen. Waking up with a cup of joe. Good morning. Good morning. Rise and shine. The sound of life. Oh, way back machine going back to 1928. Tension still running high after World War I, but not with Virginia Oliver, a, na- uh, a, a Maine native. I can get it out. She was just eight years old. Virginia was starting her career in the lobster industry in Maine. She's still doing it. 
That's almost 100 years doing what she does. She's got her own boat with her son, who is 78, and she has no plans on stopping. She said, I like doing it. Imagine that. Almost 100 years doing the same thing. (laughs) That's consistency, isn't it? That's God's love for you day in and day out. He said, I will never leave you. Reaching the heart of the Northeast, the sound of life. My goals way early this morning were to get up and get a cup of coffee. And, well, so far, so good. (laughs) Looking good. Now, tomorrow it's going to go down like this. Okay, my to-do list tomorrow. Number one, make the to-do list. And then number two, I'm going to check off the first thing on the to-do list. And then number three, and we realize I've already accomplished two things on the to-do list. And number four, well, I'm going to reward myself probably with a nap is what I'm going to do. What a dumb thing to do. I bet you wouldn't have done anything like this if mom and dad were here. You've been listening to the Cup of Joe Morning Show podcast on the Sound of Life, the Hudson Valley's 100% listener-funded Christian radio station. For more information on upcoming events, contests, to ask for prayer, and to become a member of the Sound of Life family by supporting the station, visit us at soundoflife.org.